0: Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of From Hostage to Hero. Sorry, Delamotte here with you. How are you doing? I hope you're doing well, my friends. Always lovely to be with you. We're going to start with a listener shout out, and I'm starting to forget which ones I've read. So if I've already read this one, please forgive me. But this one says, Always profound. I heard, I first heard Sari in Miami at Take Back the Courtroom, and I realized immediately that I needed to listen to what this lady had to say. Since then, I've bought her book and shared it with the attorneys in my office, and I've checked in to listen to Sari every chance I get. She makes trial lawyers better. Well, thank you so much. Uh, I used this product, which is the name that was with the review. And if you haven't reviewed the podcast yet, would you please do so wherever you listen to your podcast? And if you haven't reviewed the book yet, you can do so at trialguides.com. I invite you to do that. And of course, you can also purchase the book there if you have not purchased from Hostage to Hero yet. Well, today we are talking about when fear of failure is what's motivating you. We had a recent crewbie, that's what we call our new crew members in the From Hostage to Hero or H2H crew, comment recently, if you haven't um, d- or you don't know what the crew is about, go to FromHostageToHero.com to read all about it. But the crewbie had written that they joined because they wanted to change their motivation of uh, fear uh, when approaching trial. And I think this is probably true for, for many of you. Fear is the great motivator. It's what motivates us to do things in our lives. And I, I was just struck, as I have been lately, <laughs> how similar this is to my cancer journey and how we are going through, or I have gone through, the same things. I was just came across an article the other day as I was reading, and it said, What's worse, the fear of cancer or cancer itself? And I would suggest that the fear of cancer, or at least those of us who already have cancer, the fear of cancer returning and dwelling on that fear is much worse than the cancer itself. And I would suggest the same is true for those of you who fear losing trial. And I would ask you the same question what's worse, losing trial? or constantly living in the fear that you will lose trial. And that's what I want to talk about today. This constant fear that you believe motivates you actually is causing you to do A lot of things. So it's causing you to go from CLE to CLE. It's causing you to read every new book that comes out on the market. It's causing you to doubt yourself, to mimic others, to lose sleep, to overdrink, to gamble, to overeat. You know, this is very similar, again, to those of us who have cancer and are fearing that it's going to come back. You know, we go from doctor to doctor. We read every book we can get on cancer. We start to doubt ourselves. We start to try all the things that other people are doing, the juice cleanses and the vitamin C Confusions, and we lose sleep and perhaps over drink or start gambling or overeat or whatever it may be. You know, one of the things that I've noticed about my journey that I tend to do, and I'm wondering if it's the same for you, is I I start to blame myself. And if there's nothing, if there's anything that drives Kevin crazy, it's this, this blaming myself for my cancer. I blame myself and I say, you know, this is because I was overweight and I didn't start to lose weight until recently. And this is because I drank too much, even though I didn't drink very much at all. Or this is because I had too much stress in my life. And we do this, don't we? I mean, you blame yourself. I know this to be true when you lose trial, right? You didn't do the right opening or you didn't try the right method. And and it's very similar, I think, to to the defensive attribution that we see in our jurors right so our jurors start to look at the plaintiff and look at all the things that the plaintiff possibly did wrong and start to blame the plaintiff for their injury and why do they do that because they are really doing it to protect themselves they're they're saying look if the plaintiff had done these things if i was in the plaintiff's shoes i would have done these things and i would have avoided this ever happening and i think it's the way that we gain control right we tend to think there had to be a way for me to not get the cancer or there had to be a way for me to win this trial. And I just didn't see it or I didn't use it or I didn't pay attention to it. And next time I will. And this is a really dangerous, slippery slope, my friends. This is no way to live. And you know, when I first was diagnosed with cancer, I went to my first oncology appointment and they gave me this big notebook and in it was a several tabs, you know, how to read your pathology report and, you know, the side effects of the different medications that they give you. And one of the tabs said survivorship. And I thought, oh my God, this is for my husband to read. You know, if I die and he he's left alone. And then <laughs> I went and I looked behind the the tab and it's 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 all about how to survive your cancer. It's for you, dummy. You know, that's what I was thinking for myself. But there's this whole part of the cancer journey that's called survivorship. And what that means is there's really life before cancer and there's life after cancer. And what I mean by that is once you have cancer, it's not like you go through the treatments and you and you have the surgeries and you do the radiation and you're done. You're never done. In fact, they don't even say, even if your surgeries and your treatments were quote unquote successful, they don't even use the word cured. You're never cured of cancer. You're either in remission or more likely in breast cancer, they tend to use uh, NED, no evidence of disease. They don't even use the word cured. And so this whole idea of survivorship is how to be with this looming possibility that the cancer could in fact come back. And how to be with the things that may happen to your body due to said treatments. Because it can waste away your bones or cause breathing problems or heart problems or all kinds of other fun things. And so this whole concept of survivorship is how to be in your cancer journey. And I want to suggest to you that you also need to have a survivorship part of being a trial attorney. Because there's life before becoming a trial attorney and there's life after, just like cancer. In that, the minute that you decide to be a trial attorney, I mean a real trial attorney, a trial attorney that takes cases to trial. Now, I'm not shaming anyone who chooses on occasion to not go to trial because there are definitely times when it is not appropriate to go to trial and it is better to take the settlement. But those of you who are willing to go to trial and do go to trial are the ones that I'm suggesting are those in the trial lawyer realm. You have to understand that things are never going to be the same again. That you also have to build resources of how you're going to survive this life, this job that you've chosen, where it's always a possibility that you could lose. I mean, We've got to realize that you chose this. Cancer chose me, but you chose this. And in many ways, they're very similar. And that we have to be in a position where we recognize that the fear of losing or the fear of cancer coming back is so much worse than the actual cancer or the actual act of losing. Because when you focus your entire life on one of those things that's when your life actually does slip away from you. And that's what I want to avoid for myself and I want for you to avoid in your life. So as usual, I've got three things for you as we talk about how to create your own survivorship in this land we call trial lawyering. The first one is to accept losing as one of the many possibilities. I, I did a, a a podcast episode on acceptance a couple podcast episodes ago, if you want to go and dive deeper into how to accept. But the more we make losing as this big, scary, horrible thing, the, the, the worse it's going to be when it actually happens. We have to de- destigmatize it. I think that's a word, right? Destigmatize it. We have to tell ourselves, like I told myself, and I'm constantly telling myself, that if the cancer does return, once I have gotten rid of it, that I can handle it, that I will fight again, and that I will beat it again. And you have to tell yourself that should you lose, that that is one of many possible options. And that you will be okay. The more we make it into this thing we never speak of, or this thing that we're so afraid of, the more it controls us. That's what I found. The more that it controls us. So we've got to accept it as one of the many possibilities, not the only possibility, but one of the many possibilities and tell ourselves that losing is part of the job and that if we in fact lose, we will be okay. Which brings us to number two, which is we have to stop focusing on winning. Meaning winning cannot be the only reason that we're in this. For example, if I were to focus my rest of my life on not having the cancer come back, then that would be making my life about cancer, right? I can exercise, lose my weight, stop drinking, eat better. And if I'm doing those things because I want to live a more enjoyable life, that's one thing versus doing those things because I'm so fucking scared that the cancer is going to come back. This is the difference between fear being your motivator and your motivation being something else entirely. You know, when I, when I think about uh, motivation and, and fear being a motivator, I think back to Rick Friedman when he did a um, webinar for us. Oh, what was that? May, maybe? It still lives in our From Hostage to Hero Facebook group if you're going to go check it out. It was fantastic. And so he talked about fear being unprofessional. And I just thought that was such a ballsy statement for him to make because so many trial lawyers are are overrun with fear, and he had the balls to come out and say that fear is unprofessional. And he used this example of what would it be like if the night before your surgery, your surgeon comes in and says, "You know what? I'm just really scared. This isn't going to go well tomorrow. I'm a little worried about it. Um, I'm 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 trying to be as prepared as possible, but I'm I'm a little freaked out." You would not have a lot of confidence in that surgeon would you that would be unprofessional regardless of how they felt but i think the bigger point here is is that we don't need to be scared of losing let me say that again we don't need to be scared of losing because losing is part of the deal it is not your job to win. You've heard me say this many times before. It is not your job to win. And just like I did not cause my cancer, and just like you did not cause your loss in all in all ways that are important, at least I, that's what I'm seeing from this side. Maybe there are those of you who are totally incompetent and did cause your loss. But for most of the clients that I work with, you did not cause your loss. You cannot focus on being the be-all, end-all for it not to ever happen again. Because you aren't. There's so much that is out of your control. So you cannot focus on winning because winning is ultimately outside of your control. You've got to focus on the journey. I had also another um, podcast episode in the last couple months called What Journey Do You Want to Go On? You are going on a journey with your clients. Your job is to prepare them for all possible outcomes this is what you need to talk to them and I know many of you do even before you go down the road of trial which is there's many possible outcomes here we could go and we could win we could go to trial and we could lose we could go to trial and win not as much as we want and come out less than what the settlement offer was your job is to help them navigate the legal system it is not to win And when you start focusing on what you're really there to do, which is to prepare your clients for the journey and then go on that journey with them, regardless of the outcome, that's when you start to release fear as your motivator because you don't need it anymore to motivate you. I know that some of you think you're a bunch of lazy fucks. And if you didn't have this, this fear, I know I, I've come from this place. If you didn't have this fear, then you'd never get up and do anything. But God help me if the only reason I get on a treadmill or eat a vegetable again is because I'm so afraid the cancer is going to come back. I've got it backwards. I want to exercise and eat right so that I can live my most fulfilling life, which brings us to number three, which is if you're not focusing on winning, what I want you to focus on is on fulfillment. No one is getting out of this alive. Listen, there's an end date to all of our lives and to our careers. So what I want you to focus on is the journey, is your fulfillment. And that means taking care of yourself and going on vacation and working with clients that you want to work with and stopping all the other bullshit like fear as a motivator that keeps you up at night. I want you to be happy and healthy. I want me to be happy and healthy. And I can tell you, even if I was doing the things that would make me healthy, but I was doing them because of fear of the cancer returning, I would not be happy and neither will you. So going to the CLEs and reading the books and all of those things, as you've heard me say a thousand times, there's nothing wrong with that. But what's wrong with it is if you're doing it out of fear of losing, get rid of the idea that losing is the worst thing that could happen to you it's not the worst thing that can happen to you You know what the worst thing that can happen to you is is that you live your life in fear all the way up until the end that is the worst thing that could happen to you so stop that shit now start creating a life in which you allow losing as a possibility and it's not the big scary thing that you're making it out to be where you focus on your fulfillment and you stop focusing on winning That you allow fear as a natural emotion to flow through you. You feel it and you release it, but you don't allow it to be the motivator. Instead, what gets you out of bed in the morning is your family, who you love, is that treadmill or that hike that sounds so good and makes your body feel so good, is those clients that you're preparing for that journey that you're going to walk with them. That's what I want for you. That's the fulfillment that I want. That's the motivator that I want for you. Fear has no place anymore in your life. I'm claiming that for you because it is not a good motivator and it will destroy you. You can have a life of joy and happiness that also allows for the possibility of losing. And I can have a life of health and vitality that also allows for the possibility that this cancer may return. Because anything else is madness. Anything else is is allowing my life to revolve around cancer, which I refuse to do. And Anything else is allowing your life to revolve around fear, which I hope you refuse to do. Instead, embrace your resilience and your knowingness that you can handle whatever life brings and focus on the present moment and how you want your journey to be versus being so afraid of these possible outcomes. You've got this, my friend. We're done with fear being a motivator. Until next time. Thanks for joining me today. If you benefited from what we talked about or just wanna let me know you enjoy the podcast, go ahead and leave me a review on whichever platform you use to listen to From Hostage to Hero. Add a comment and I just might give you a shout out on an upcoming episode. In the meantime, head over to to Hostage2Hero.com to order your copy of my book,